Welcome to The Creatives Corner, a podcast from Luna Creatives wanting to turn their passion into a purpose-led business. I'm your host, VP Wright, and I'm going to bring all of my friends and favorite creatives each week to share valuable insight and experiences that they've had in the creative industry. Everything happens for a reason, and you being here is not a coincidence. My mission in life is to help other creatives turn their passion into a purpose-led business. I'm here for the creatives who know there is more to life than grinding through a nine-to-five, for the creatives who want to monetize their gifts and build their life for their dreams. I'm here for the creatives wanting to love themselves just as much as they love the people they give their heart to through their work. I'm here for the creative who wants to make sure their work is aligned with their spirit in this universe. All of my lovely humans, I've been exactly where you are. I've been unmotivated, unaligned, and unwilling to heal from my failures to living in abundance and creating the ease. I've been through it all, and I'm here to show you how to do it. Why? Because no creative should feel like they're alone when sharing their gift with the world. So if you're ready to up-level your creative business, share your gifts with ease, and live your life with purpose, then my lovely humans, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Creative Corner. because this is the most impactful episode to date and it is all about money. Welcome to the Creatives Corner. I am so excited to have you here for the last episode of 2019. If you don't know who I am, my name is VP Wright. I am a, well, I mean a plethora of things, but <laughs> but uh, I am a creative coach based out of Houston, Texas. I am a mother to two lovely kids, a published author, serial creative, serial entrepreneur, the list goes on and on. Um, But I'm the host of this podcast, and this year has been such a journey. We've been on a bit of a unvoluntarial hiatus due to my computer completely just going to the fritz and splitting in half, and we just got that replaced, which is great. So I'm back with one more episode, and I am so excited to finally drop this episode with Tori Dunlap from her first 100K to you all, because holy shit, it is full of so much knowledge. Um, I met Tori over Facebook, actually. I've been following her on Instagram for the last year or so, but met her on Facebook over in the Society Gal Facebook group, and we connected. She and I are the same age. We are both entrepreneurs. Uh, She recently actually just came into the world of entrepreneurship, even though she's been in it forever, I mean, honestly, but is now in it full time uh, doing her own thing and has talked about that experience in this episode, talks about all the things you need money and how she was able to pull in her first 100k at the age of 25 and all of these tips are things that she uses herself that she was able to do that. But then also just in regards to income inequality and access to resources and funds when it comes to being a mar- from a marginalized population. Um, she's incredibly knowledgeable in that as well. And I'm just really honored to have this shared the time and space with this woman. She and I ha- share the same name. <laughs> um, and, you know, I do not think that's coincidental at all. Um, so without further ado, we're just going to hop right into this episode. But before we get into it, I would just love to say that this episode is sponsored in part by Master Your Money. Master Your Money is an eight-week 
all-you-can-eat online course created by Tori Dunlap herself and positive psychology coach Alexis Rockley. And y'all, they're going to help you get your financial shit all the way together with a combination of psychology tops that you need to get your self-sabotaging brain on board because all of us are (laughs) self-sabotaging. Believe me, myself, that is me. I am my own ego sometimes, and that's totally okay because in this course, you're going to learn how to pay off your debts, you're going to stop emotional spending, build up your savings, and start investing all in the first two months of 2020. The best part about this is that the course is only $197 as an earlier bird special until January 6th, and then the doors close on January 10th, so make sure you use the link in the show notes to learn more about the course and get it in while you can. Believe me, it's going to be worth it. Personally, I'm probably going to be using the course myself because we all need help, and as an entrepreneur who is also a mother, my budget, y'all, gotta get it together. <laughs> But I'm not the person to talk to you about that. But you know who is? Tori Dunlap is. And we're just going to hop right into this episode. I will see you in there. Tori, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for hopping on the Creatives Corner. It is super, super exciting to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Tori. We got two Tories in the house today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, in the introduction, I spoke on what you do, what your blog is, her first 100K, but I would love to have you talk more about who you are and how you've gotten to the point where you are today with leaving your corporate job to fight the patriarchy. What is that looking yeah. like for you? Yeah, so uh, it's great to be here. My name is Tori. I run Her First 100K, which is a money and career platform for women. So I work as a speaker and coach around women and their careers and their money and how do we uh, give you financial resources in our budgets save, invest, and negotiate, and uh, doing that through financial independence and financial resources. So I was inspired by my own journey of saving $100,000 at the age of 25. And so Mm -hmm. from that, I founded this platform to have these really honest conversations about how money affects us differently as women, and then giving those resources that I was lucky enough to have. So yeah, as of uh, two days from now, I will be a full-time entrepreneur. I led marketing at a, uh, at a financial tech company up until now, um, did my business, side hustled on, on the side to make my business a reality. And um, I don't know if I was ever fully ready to take it full-time business, but that was what <laughs> I wanted to do. And so I think the universe is kind of just making me jump. So ready to go. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. The universe said, it's time to go, Tori. Uh-huh. You- yep, that's exactly <laughs> You're ready. Your transition from being in a corporate situation to yeah. going into full-time entrepreneurship, what has that been like for you? Yeah, um, I'm in the transition process right now and will be probably for the next couple months. So, I mean, mm-hmm. check back in with me as well in the next couple months to see how I'm mentally, emotionally doing. But, um, I mean, to, like I mentioned earlier, I I never felt like I was ready, but I've also, I've been ready. Like I've built this business. I spent three years building it. I have a proven concept, a community that's there to support me. Um, a group of women, you know, who believe in me and what I'm doing and, and love the, her first hundred K brand and community. And so I think for me, just the transition is figuring out, um, how do I scale my business? So, Mm. so much of it was like, 
okay, how do I fit in work when I can? I was literally talking to a friend who's a fellow entrepreneur today about this of like so much of my business up until now has just been like band-aids and bubble gum of just like, how do we like make things stick and make things work? Um, right. Because it's a side hustle. The, the limited amount of time I do have needs to be for work. Um, so this is the first time I'm really going to be able to step back, see the forest from the trees and be able to plan my next move as opposed to just kind of like constantly treading water. Um, so that's probably my next step really is figuring out, okay, what is the plan? How do I scale this? How do I make this, um, uh, you know, a, a way I can make a living, um, and a way I can not only continue doing what I love, but make sure that it supports me and my own financial goals too. Mm, yeah, that's great. I know with the, on your blog, you have a great, just set up with who you partner with. You're very intentional with who you partner with, by the way. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, like it is a com- uh, the company that you work with, um, Elvest. So I yeah. remember when they first started, like I literally remember when they first started and I was so excited. I'm like, dude, yeah, like, they're the best. Seriously, the best. Um, for those who don't know, Elvest is a um, woman-led run, for women, by women investing company, 401ks, Roth IRAs, education-based, and t- just totally here for women in general um like fighting the course, patriarchy yeah man, sally, uh, sally krawcheck is their founder and she's like my personal hero so much of uh, my work has been inspired by hers and uh yeah so i when i was looking for an investment partner lfs just seemed like the natural fit um mm. that's one of the questions i get asked a lot it's like how do i invest how do i even get started and um we'd rather you know put our money somewhere that we know it's going to be in good hands so yeah i um i'm a proud affiliate and supporter of lfs I love it. So whenever you're introducing people to that process, how do you coach them through that? Coach them through investing? Yeah. Yeah. um, uh, There's basically two ways to invest is a DIY way, which means you're going in and choosing what you're going to purchase. And Mm -hmm. really those are, those are great if you know what you're doing, right? And for the vast majority of people, fortunately, a lot of these Fidelity, Vanguard, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, um, and then you have the robo-advisors. LFest is one of these where they're basically, they have somebody who's guiding you through this process. You're paying a small fee, but they're, they're helping guide you through. They're helping you pick certain things to buy, that sort of, that sort of thing. So yeah. Wealthfront, Wealthsimple, LFest, um, Robinhood, you've probably heard of a lot of these and there's, a, yeah. of course, a ton more. But um, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that investing is actually a two-part process. So with like a savings account or a checking account, you take your $1,000 and you put it in the account and you're done, right? That's a one-step process. Investing is you have to put the $1,000 in. And then the second step is you have to go decide what you're going to buy. You have to mm. decide this stock or this bond or this group of stocks. And so um, if you don't know what you're doing, that process can be very intimidating and it's actually not that bad. Like truly when you figure it out, it's very easy to use, but the, the like climbing the staircase, that first step is so high that it's hard to really get people started climbing. Um, so myself, my friend, Amanda, who runs, runs dumpster dog blog. Um, she works in investment management for five years, uh, making old rich white guys richer. And she's like enough of this. Um, so she, her big thing is like around investing in particular. So she's taught me a lot about investing and she's kind of my go-to person for this specifically. Um, um, but she's amazing, has a course called Invested Development. That's fantastic. Um, and so uh, that's what she talks about a lot is like, you just have to kind of get started. Like, it's so hard to, it's, it, they purposely make it confusing so that you won't do it. But 
if we can get you started, if we can get you educated, that is how you grow your wealth and your money. It's Mm. not through keeping all your money in a savings account, unfortunately. Yeah. It's super interesting, even just like speaking on that, because I, I remember growing up thinking about, um, okay, well, whenever you turn 16, you get your first job, you want to put all of your money into your savings account and just let it sit there and it'll gain interest and all that stuff. And which it will, but interest is so tiny compared to investing. Right. Right, exactly. And then even the interest rate today versus where it was right. before the recession hit, we're right. worth looking at like point, literally like whole points that have dropped down uh, to where it was. I think yeah. it was probably at four or five percent. And now you probably can get a two yep. max average rate is like one to two percent. Correct. Yeah. And one of the things I tell people, and this is like, if you follow me on Instagram, you hear me talk about this constantly. But if you take one thing from this episode, one actionable thing, put your money in a high yield savings account. Um, Tori, Mm -hmm. I'll send you a link to my favorite one if you want to link it in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. It's literally, it's just like the easiest thing you can do. So at your either local or national bank, you're literally earning 0.1% in interest. Not 1%, 0.1%. You're earning pennies on the dollar. You're earning no money. And the easiest thing you can do is transfer your money to a high yield savings account. There is no catch with these accounts. Some of them have no fees, no minimums, and they're going to offer you 1.8, 1.9, 2%. And it's just the easiest thing you can do to immediately make your money work harder for you. Where, you know, if your money is just going to sit there, which in some cases, like an emergency fund, we want it to just sit there. Mm. You need it to be working harder for you than earning you literally pennies. So if there's one thing you take away from this episode, one of the like most actionable things, the first step you can take to bettering your money and to making yourself immediately richer is just transferring your money into a high yield savings account that you open. Oh, I love that. So then for someone who's a creative entrepreneur, um, yeah. like myself in the audience group, the, the audience that you're speaking to today, what would be some advice that you give them in regards to, you know, stepping off into their business and wanting to make sure that they're making the right investments? Because I know for myself, like as right. a creative entrepreneur, when I was first going into it, I'm like, okay, cool. There's a whole bunch of money in, but I'm thinking like, crap, when I get to April, what do I do for tax season? Like, right. how am I- to like pay back what I just earned in what does that even look like so one of the best rule of thumb is to have a account specifically for where you keep your money for taxes so Mm -hmm. take like generally the rule is like 30 to 40 percent of your of your income and funnel it towards that account and just allow it to sit there which is why you need a high yield savings account because if that money is going to sit there for 11 months out of the year it may as well be doing something for you so but keep your money keep your money like separate for the amount you're expected to pay in taxes so that you're not having to figure that out later. Cause that's just, that's super hard to do, especially if you get to the end. I remember talking with some people in their first year of entrepreneurship and they don't realize that taxes aren't taken out. And then they got to tax season and they were like, Oh shit, this, you know, $40,000 I made is actually only $28,000 or $30,000. So Keep in mind that like you're going to have to pay tax on that money for taxes, and then you can automatically actually funnel part of you know either your paycheck, if you are like a freelancer where you have a steady paycheck, or if you are like an entrepreneur, take 30% of every you know invoice, every piece of money you earn, and automatically put it into that high-yield savings account that's just for taxes. Mm, that's great, because um, I can already imagine just like the... amount of sheer fear that would go into someone's eyes just have you know looking at their cpa and be like okay like you know i made this amount of money and expecting to possibly get a return and then having to like be deer in the headlights when it's like no you owe the government 
$10,000. Well, and I remember like my first year of side hustling, I made, um, made about $30,000. Like it was a good oh, chunk of awesome. money. Um, and I remember I knew about taxes, but I didn't know they were going to be as high as they were. So like half of that, almost half of that money ended up going to taxes, you know? So <laughs> that's, that's kind of the harsh wake up call when you first start to be either, you know, a side hustle, a uh, side hustler growing your business or an entrepreneur. Um, and that's something like I'm literally going through right now is thinking through like, okay, if I charge X for my services, let's say I charge $2,000 for this project. I'm actually only making after taxes and expenses about 1500 or 1400 on that money. So the other thing to think about is like when you're pricing yourself, you need to be considering what your taxes and expenses are in addition to like what your value is in order for you to be getting paid what you're worth. So factor that in when you are deciding your prices or how you're going to quote things, because mm -hmm. it's not just $2,000, right? It's, it's then 1400 after you take out those taxes and expenses. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You probably just like turned a whole bunch of hills <laughs> well and be like, oh my God, I have to be prepared for that. Um, I hope so. I, I would hope so. Just because I know, I know. And I, and I talk about it with a whole bunch of creative friends of mine. Like they don't even think about it. Um, right. Especially in the first couple of years, because there's always that write-off factor. Like, okay, well, I spent this amount of money anyway, and I'm not going to see it anyways. It's write-off. But I just don't think there is a level of understanding um, which is why I always recommend to please get an accountant, y'all. <laughs> I was literally just going to say that. You need an accountant. Like what, one of the things I didn't realize until I got an accountant is that you um, are often tax, uh, tax incentivized to save in a um, self-employed retirement account, which means that if you put part of your money in a self-employed retirement account, you will pay less in taxes. And that's mm. something I never would have known had I not had a CPA who was like, oh, if you open a SEP IRA, that's an SEP IRA, um, go Google it if you haven't heard of it. I actually paid less in taxes because I opened up a SEP IRA. And you can actually have a SEP IRA if you're just a side hustler too. So huh. you don't have to be a full-time entrepreneur to have a SEP. Like SEP, SEP IRA? Yep, a SEP IRA. So it's a, it's a retirement account for self-employed people or for side hustlers you can contribute up to $56,000 or 25% of your income, whichever comes first. And like I said, I don't know the full kind of tax, you know, shindig around that, but basically mm -hmm. you get to pay less in taxes. You're tax incentivized um, if you contribute part of your money from your profits into that account. That's interesting. Is that the same as a Roth IRA or is that different? That is different. So a huh. IRA, either a traditional or a Roth IRA. And if either of those are confusing to, well, I can just explain them. And if you need more, if you need more clarification, come find me on Instagram and DM me. But um, an IRA, there's two kinds of IRAs. There's a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. They mm -hmm. are um, individual retirement accounts, which means they're not tied to your employer. They're tied to you as an individual. The difference between them is how they're taxed. So a traditional IRA means that you will pay the tax on the money you contribute when you retire. So when you're 65, you're living it up in Florida, you got your cute little handbag, you're going to be taxed at that point for the money that you've saved. A Roth IRA, as you can imagine, is the exact opposite. You're taxed now, so you don't have to pay the tax later. I am not a financial advisor. That is my legal disclaimer. I am a financial <laughs> coach. But what I will tell you is most financial advisors tend to ad, um, advise you that if you are younger, usually under the age of 45, you want to open a Roth IRA. I personally like the Roth IRA for two, two reasons. One, I like giving 65-year-old me a little gift of like, here's this tax-free money. 
And then the second thing is I have no idea what the hell taxes are going to be in 20, 30, 40 years. Like I have no idea. So I'd rather just pay it now. So a traditional or a Roth IRA, the maximum you can contribute is $6,000. And that is, again, tied to you as an individual. Mm-hmm. A SEP IRA is different. That is a self-employed retirement account, only available if you have some sort of business, either that's a business on the side or your full-time business. And then the there's no Roth option. You have to pay the taxes when you retire. There is, to my knowledge, no Roth, I, um, no Roth SEP IRA. Um, and then the contribution limit is higher. So again, $56,000 or up to 25% of your income, whichever comes first, as opposed mm-hmm. to $6,000 in either a Roth or, and or a traditional. Mm. Gosh, you know what? I, and it makes me angry almost because I would not have known this information if I wasn't talking to you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't learn any of this in college. I didn't learn any of this in high school. And neither school. did I. Neither did I. I was lucky enough to have a great financial education growing up. Like, I had parents who were really intentional about all of this. And then I also just became obsessed with learning as much as I could. But no, I, I believe with, like, this privilege I have comes the responsibility to to give this knowledge out. And I realized, like, when I graduated college, yeah, I was the friend all my friends were coming to for advice. Because to your point, mm-hmm. no one's talking about the shit. Like, no one's talking about how to manage your money. No one's talking about, you know, how to get out of debt. Um, there's so much shame around money, especially as women. Yeah. Um, and the way we fight the patriarchy, the way we grow our money, the way we truly build, like, multi-generational wealth is through things like investing and paying off debt and making really good financial decisions and starting businesses, right? And um, unless we're having more of these conversations, we can't we can't do that. That just isn't going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I honestly am very grateful for you because a lot of my listeners are people of color, people who come from marginalized populations. And right. the fact that you even agreed to come onto the show shows that you're committed to educating anyone about how to do better with their money, especially yeah. people who are who are in situations who are trying to better their lives by being entrepreneurs and create yeah. better opportunities for themselves, but just not having the resources. And I know you're passionate about that because we talked about it, but yeah. um, just having more opportunities just to, to learn in this kind of format um, is so important. I mean, you're giving out free information that's incredibly valuable. Um, yeah, thanks. And like I said, I'm very grateful for you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dear. I mean... I'm, I'm a white woman. I feel like I have a responsibility to like spread the knowledge that I was, I was lucky enough to have growing up. Um, because I know that so many marginalized groups, whether you're a woman, a person of color, LGBTQ plus disabled, like the way we have to manage money is different than a straight white male. It just is. That conversation is not being had enough that like, of course, money and politics have to be discussed together. Of course. Like, for women, so we know about the pay gap, right? It's 78 cents to a man's dollar. It's even worse if you're a woman of color. What we're not talking about as much is the investing gap. So women actually either wait to invest or we don't invest at all. So we take less money. It grows at a slower rate. And then women on average live seven years longer than men. So we're taking less money. It's growing at a slower rate. And we're expected to live longer on that money. Like what the hell do we do with that? We have to be talking about money. We have to be talking about how if we come from a certain marginalized group, money is going to affect us differently. We have to have these conversations. And we also have to get really honest with each other and be open and transparent with talking about things like salary and how much debt we have and what our financial goals are. Because none of us are going to make any progress unless we're seeing other people make progress around us. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, I would love to essentially like talk about 
so the, the tools that you use essentially to make your money work for you. You mentioned it earlier and uh, we talked about all this a little bit, but what other money tools do you have um, that you could give to the audience that's listening? Yeah, I'll have you link it in the show notes, but I literally had a tools page on my website. So it's herfirst100k.com slash tools. Um, I link all of the tools that um, I use in my own money, as well as ones that I think would be helpful for you. So full disclosure, um, in order to like keep my business afloat and support myself, I do with a lot of these tools get some sort of kickback if you use them. But I am not the kind of person that will recommend something that I don't think is a valuable or b you're going to use. Um, these mm-hmm. are things that I use in my everyday life. So they're budgeting tools. They're ways to track your net worth and how much debt you have or your progress towards paying that debt off. Um, like I said, Elevest, an investing platform where you can get started. Um, so much of this is like the ostrich effect where we bury our head in the sand and we act like it doesn't exist. And the first step to like really getting good with money is being comfortable, being uncomfortable. So mm. like downloading one of these tools, figuring out like, what are my tiny little baby steps? Like following me or somebody having, having these tools and these resources to go to, to make a potentially really intimidating subject, less intimidating is going to help you start to transform your life. So yeah, that's H-E-R-F-I-R-S-T 100K.com slash tools. And you'll find a bunch of stuff there. Awesome. Great. Great. And if anyone wants to work with you, where can they find you to hit you up? Yeah. Herfirst100K.com. So I do workshops and coaching around things like negotiating uh, your salary, negotiating for a raise, um, budgeting and saving, investing, all of that stuff. Um, And then I also have a bunch of um, templates around growing your career. So a resume template, a cover letter template, um, a guide to job interviews. These are all things I offer. Um, And then I do a lot of speaking engagements. So if you're listening and you work at a, in a corporate environment, have your company come have me speak because then you don't have to pay for it. That's the best. (laughs) Um, So I, I do a lot of like lunch and learn programs where I come in and give a workshop to, to employees. So if you are listening to this and you think that's something your company would be interested in, I'd love to love to come speak. Awesome. One last question because this yeah. is the creatives corner as a solopreneur and entrepreneur and a newly entrepreneur. I know that for the last couple of years, you've been doing a lot of the things yourself. So if yeah. you could tell the audience on a creative side, what you've been doing um, and how you've been managing that, I totally think it would inspire the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the number one thing that I'm really proud of about my business is that I've served before I've sold. So mm. um, I, I have really tried to show up and provide value for people before I've tried to sell them on anything. Um, so I built my business. I spent two and a half years serving before I sold. Like I spent, mm. yeah, two over a little over two years um, writing blog posts for free, obviously, um, you know, cultivating a really strong community of other women in the personal finance industry on social media, finding people who trusted me and liked me and, and found me credible. And then I sold to them. So when I finally did launch a product or did launch my coaching, I already had a group of people who was going to buy whatever I sold because they trusted me. Um, And that was something I didn't even realize was smart until after I did it. But I really focused on growing my brand, getting, um, you know, finding out how to harness my story in order to get opportunities, figuring out what was going to be my most compelling, uh, most compelling brand and most compelling products. Um, And my customers told me what they wanted to see. 
they told me what was going to be valuable to them. So I think just offering as much guidance and value as possible before you think about like, how am I going to make money? Of course, charge what you're worth. I want you to do that. Please, dear God, do that. But also think like, how am I really providing providing value to people and how am I enriching their lives? Not like, how am I going to make money off of them? Mm, you are badass. I appreciate you. you so much. You like, <laughs> right seriously, you. thank you. No, I, um, that is something that I breathe off of. I'm someone who gives, um, give it all away, give the whole thing away. Um, this right. is going to help people. And I will make a caveat to that because I am somebody who like my big thing is like, make sure you're charging what you're worth, right? Yes. Is that serving before you sell just means like you're, you're approaching it with a service mindset. It doesn't mean you're allowing people to take advantage of you or you're Correct. doing tons of work for free or like uncompensated, right? That it doesn't mean that it's more just like you're mission oriented, right? That's really what yes. it's about of just like yes. really finding your why and making sure that every decision you make is is for the benefit of your customers rather than yes. like how am I going to make a profit? Purpose led business, purpose led right. business. Because the profit and over will again. come, it will. Yeah. Especially when you've built an audience of people who love and trust you. Again, like as soon as I started selling, it was uh, I'm not going to say easy. It's it's definitely it's like I have a lot of scaling to go, but it was easier than I I, I thought it would be um, because yeah, I had a group who was already interested in, in what I had to offer. Yeah. Well, you are killing it, Tori. I, I've been following you for the last year or so, and thank you, Tori. Like, no, of course. Like that's why. That's why when you reached out the way that you did, I was like, "Oh crap, I'm gonna get her on my podcast." Like everyone, <laughs> please work with her, just because like you, your entire journey and the and the the way that you persevered with you know everything that you went through, and then just to get to where you did. At, I mean, we're the same age, so like seeing you. Are you do 25? It, I'm about to be in December. Yeah. I thought you were about like 32, like you so mature. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Okay. Oh, I did not realize. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. That's amazing. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, we're about to be friends. Because you are killing it. You are killing it. (laughs) And we're the same age. That's why I was like, okay, like. Oh, I love it. You you know, and that's why y'all get people in your circle who are kicking ass that are around your age because you will kick ass together. (laughs) I literally just had, so I, uh, well, I'm that weird person like that will sometimes talk on the phone with somebody before I go on a date with them. And I literally before before talking with you just like talked to this guy like I just like met on online dating. We have a date this weekend. Okay, that this point this story does have a point. Um but <laughs> he was like he was like, Yeah, a lot of my friends just aren't driven. And I was like, every single one of my friends is driven as hell. And I'm yes. like, because I've cultivated that, right? Because yes. I've like I've had standards and boundaries for people in my life. And if like if you are taking more than you're giving. I do not have time for you right now in this season of my life. Like I do not have time. Um, I will again, give of myself and I am so excited. You know, I love my friends and I love my relationships and I love all of that. But if you are not inspired by the people you're surrounding yourself with, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, yes, seriously. You you got to do it. Yep. There's no time for it. I'm There's the same no time. way. No time. No time for nonsense. No time no. for things Reclaiming that are not. my time. Yes. <laughs> There's no time for people who are not inspiring you to be a better human being. No time Absolutely. for it. Uh, you are spot on. I am thrilled to have you on here. Thank Seriously. you. So thrilled. Thank you for coming on. Again, y'all, y'all can find Tori at her purse 100 k 
everywhere, literally. Um, all of the links that she talks about are going to be in the show notes. She is incredible. She can write her ass off and she, <laughs> she will help you literally save all of your money. Um, save it all. Save it all. Please save all of it. Um, thank you, Tori. Seriously, I am so, so happy to have you here. Thank you, Tori. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into the Creators Corner. I am so honored that you decided to spend this time with me, and I know this episode came to you in divine timing. If you love this episode, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let all of your friends know by sharing it within your stories. Screenshot your favorite part and tag me at thevpwrite on Instagram and Facebook, and I would love to get in touch with you and connect with you. You can also sign up for my newsletter on www.vpwrite.com and I'd love to get you on the list and send you all of the updates that we have going on every week with the weekly newsletter, all of the new videos, trainings, and lives that we do on a daily basis. So get involved in the community and please keep in touch. And remember, you are a creator, you are a creative, and you are created with a purpose. We will see you in the next episode.